All right. Are we there? I think we're coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Test one. We've all heard of dreams and visions now, right? The conference coming up in the fall. How many were at conference last year? Just raise your hand. I want to encourage us as a group just to run with this vision, to get on board, to register, be a part of this, come out on that weekend, set the, set the time aside to really spend time in the presence of the Lord, come expectant and full of faith, and that we would even take our social media and all that, and we would post this, and we would share it, and we would let people know that there is this kind of a conference taking place so that they too can come and be blessed and their lives can be changed. Amen? If you'd like brochures, we have many brochures printed. You can take them and hand them out as well. If you'd open up your Bibles to Romans chapter 12 tonight. Romans 12. Where I fit, finding my place, taking my position, discovering my role, filling the gap. We all want to know where we fit. We all want to know where we fit in life, in the workforce, in the church, in the community in the vision, even in a family there are roles, there are parts, positions, and functions, knowing where I fit. Romans 12, verses 1 to 8, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. You know, just as with a puzzle in its many pieces, the pieces, though different and unique and diverse, must come together in proper manner, in unity and harmony, so to create the image, the presentation the puzzle maker intended to be seen. True? Each of us is a piece of the puzzle. Each of us has a role. Each of us fits 
Each of us must present ourselves as a living sacrifice. That's what the Word says. That's what Romans 12 calls us to. We have to make that choice. It's a choice that we make to present ourselves, to give of ourselves, to surrender ourselves. Each of us have a place, a position, a role. How many here have ever put together a puzzle? All right. Maybe with your grandmother. She's big into jigsaw puzzles. Maybe you're into puzzles. When we were younger, we put puzzles together. How many here, being older, have ever put a puzzle together with a child? It's quite the experience. It's an incredible experience. The child is trying to lodge the puzzle piece into a gap, a space that it simply doesn't fit in and wasn't created to fit in. You tell the child it's the wrong piece and they insist that it's the right piece. If you've ever put together a puzzle with a child, they insist it's the right one and they just try and slam it in there. They try to continue to make it fit, to lodge it in place. You can try and reason with them. You're telling them it is the wrong piece. Look, it doesn't line up. It doesn't match. It's the right piece. Edges end up worn and torn, beat, and now the piece no longer fits right, even if the place was created for it. It no longer fits right. The image isn't complete. The image isn't proper if the puzzle piece is worn and torn and bent. The voice reads, One body has so many different parts, each with different functions. We too, the many, are different parts that form one body in the Anointed One, that is Jesus Christ. Each one of us is joined with one another. And catch this, we become together what we could not be alone. Since our gifts vary depending on the grace poured out on each of us, it is important that we exercise the gifts we have been given. This is the exhortation of the Word of God unto us that we all have a place where we fit, that every single one of us is of great value. How many know you can have out of a puzzle of 2,000 pieces, 1,999, but the puzzle is not complete if you're missing that one piece? Every piece is of great importance. Every piece is of great value. If you bought a puzzle and you put it together and that one piece was never in the box, I'm not talking about purchasing something from Ikea, if that one piece was never in the box, you'd take it right back to the store. Or perhaps it got lost. You'd search for it to complete the puzzle. The message reads, in this way we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, 
Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. I love how it puts it. Like, let's just go ahead and be what we were meant to be. Not trying to be somebody we aren't or something we aren't. But just being who God has created us to be. When we truly realize that we get our meaning from the body as a whole, we gladly find and fill our space. When we truly come to understand that it's not about us, that a puzzle piece on its own is simply a piece, it's not what the master had in mind what the puzzle maker had in mind. When we understand that we get our meaning, the puzzle piece gets its meaning when it submits to the design. How the puzzle maker has cut out the pieces and called them to unite. Then we gladly, with gladness, we find and fill our place. Many struggle because they have the puzzled mindset that the body gets its meaning from them. That the home gets its meaning from them. Or the workplace gets its meaning from them. Or the ministry gets its meaning from them. Or the team gets its meaning from them. They struggle because of this puzzled mindset. We will actually never find our meaning if we don't choose to function as a part of the body. A part, the part that I have been created to be, that you have been created to be, the space that has been created for us, the placement of God, the design of the grand puzzle maker. You could call up a puzzle maker and say, why'd you choose to put that piece there? Because I did. Why didn't you cut it differently? Why didn't you give it more space, make it bigger or smaller? Because I didn't. Oftentimes we're trying to call up the great puzzle maker. We're asking him a lot of these questions. Why are there only so many pieces in this puzzle? Because that's the way I made it. Why is the image like, because that's how I wanted it. Why is it cut like this? That's how I made it. And we're asking and looking for some greater answer. And sometimes people get frustrated with God because they just can't simply accept the way he made the puzzle. And so they pull their life. And they never surrender. They're at peace. Present yourselves as a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. The part I have been created as, not the part I want to be or wish I was. When we try to be something we are not, we frustrate ourselves and we actually rob ourselves of joy and contentment. We frustrate ourselves. We frustrate others. We frustrate ourselves. 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, it says, Now godliness with contentment is what? 
is great gain. The New Century Version, serving God does make us very rich if we are satisfied with what we have. J.B. Phillips' New Testament, there is real profit, of course. But it comes only to those who live contentedly as God would have them live. And the message reads, a devout life does bring wealth. But it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. We try to be something or somebody we're not. And still trying to find fulfillment and find our place. God has created us with a purpose in mind and a place in mind and a function in mind and a role in mind. Being created with certain giftings, certain abilities. Let's accept the role. Let's be satisfied with what we have. Not trying to be somebody we're not. Not trying to be something we're not. But let's be who God made us to be and accept the role. How many know churches would be far better off if everybody just accepted their place? Homes would be far better off and shine with the brightness and glory of God if people would just accept their place and their role. Businesses, if people would just accept their place and surrender as a living sacrifice. Any business owners here tonight that have an unsurrendered life? <laughs> Finding our place. Accepting our role. Where I fit. Three points. Knowing where I fit. Number one, when I don't, I put unnecessary pressure on others. Think about it tonight. When I don't know where I fit, I put unnecessary pressure on others. And it's so true. Just like a puzzle piece trying to force its way into a space that it doesn't fit in. When I don't know where I fit or won't accept where I fit, I put unnecessary pressure on the other pieces. In a home, in the workforce, on a team, in a church, wherever we're at, if I don't know where I fit and I'm trying to take my life and force it into a place where it was never intended to be, I put unnecessary pressure on others. So back to Romans 12, the message, let's just go ahead and be what we're made to be. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other, we're trying to be something we aren't. See, we get into trouble when we're trying to compare ourselves. Like, that puzzle piece is a little bit bigger. It's got more real estate. That puzzle means something more because it's part of the face image. That one's at the bottom. It's just a corner piece. And we compare ourselves enviously, pridefully. When I don't know where I fit, I put unnecessary pressure on others. 
do we realize the pressure we put on others when we're trying to force our life into a place where we don't fit? When I don't know where I fit, number two, I end up feeling like I don't fit. When I don't know where I fit and find my place and take my place, I end up feeling like I don't fit. That's why some walk away from a marriage. They walk away from a home. They walk away from a good job that God's given them. They walk away from a team. They walk away from a ministry. They walk away from a church because they don't know where they fit. Maybe they don't like where they fit. They won't accept where they fit, and therefore they feel like they don't fit. I can't believe that I've had these conversations, and maybe you have too, where someone comes and says, I just don't fit at this church. All right. I don't know what you're waiting for, like a light beam from heaven over the exact space on planet Earth that you are supposed to fill. You can fit in any church that is good and godly. And you can serve there your whole life and be blessed and bless others and bless God. I think sometimes we're so preoccupied with the big, where do I fit? We're running around that we never fit, that we never take our place, and therefore we are dissatisfied. We're actually not satisfied. We're trying to find something instead of just being. This is where the enemy wants us. He wants us to feel like we don't fit. He wants people to come into church churches and feel like they don't fit. Have you ever heard this one? There's no room for me there. There's no room for my gifting. There's no room for my talent. There's no opportunity. That's not what God says. Let's just settle it. It's a lie of the enemy. It's just a lie. We all fit. We have our place. We have our position. We have our role. The trouble comes when we don't accept it. Or we don't like it. You ever met anyone? You asked them, do you like who you are? Man, that's a loaded question. Do you like what you're doing? Get ready. Do you like where life's at? Watch out. Just accepting our role. Whatever the reason for our not knowing where we fit, whether it be confusion or lack of understanding or unwillingness to accept reality or pride or jealousy or envy or stubbornness to get the role I want or don't get me, the enemy wants us to feel like we don't fit to hold back our lives, not presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord. There are many that end up feeling like they don't fit in life, in the workforce, 
in the church, in the community. I don't fit in the vision. Even in a family, there are some that just come to the place where they don't feel like they fit. Maybe you have a brother or sister. That's their confession that they just don't fit. I've had conversations with people that tell me they were born into the wrong family. All right. Can't change it. (laughs) Accept the role in the great plan of God. Wow. Well, if I only couldn't have been born here or there or in that family or with that opportunity, just accept the role in the great plan of God and make a difference and be the puzzle piece you were created to be. That's where you experience freedom. Don't be frustrated. Godliness with contentment, it's a great gain. Knowing where I fit, when I don't, I end up feeling like I don't. Knowing where I fit, number three, when I don't, I end up hurting or bending others. Like a puzzle piece trying to lodge its way into a spot it was never meant, created, intended to fit in. We hurt others and we hurt ourselves. We hurt others or we bend them out of shape. (laughs) We hurt ourselves or we bend ourselves out of shape. Trying to fit into a place where we don't belong. And as soon as somebody even mentions that that's not the right place for that piece, we're all up in arms. We're all bent out of shape. Think about it. There's a lot of truth there. We bend others, and all of a sudden, they don't look right. And the image that they were to display doesn't look right. And now they don't serve their proper function. Maybe they look good on some edges, but the edges you were pressing on, they don't look good. Bent out of shape. Marred. The message. I wish I could say this in the way that I hear it. Let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. You know, if you're a father, be a father. If you're a mother, be a mother. If you're a man, be a man. If you're a woman, be a woman. If you're a son, be a son. If you're a daughter, be a daughter. If you're a mechanic, be a mechanic. If you're a nurse, be a nurse. If you're a singer, be a singer. If you're a greeter, be a greeter. If you're a groundskeeper, be a groundskeeper. If you're a bus driver, be a bus driver. Where are we at tonight? It is so beautiful when you know where you fit. Everything's beautiful when you know where you fit. 
When you find your place in a church, it's beautiful. Wow. When you find your place in your family, it's beautiful. When you find your place on the team, it's beautiful. True? Like sometimes it gets messed up in the church. Everybody wants to be the point guard. You can't be a point guard. Sure I can. All right. You ain't on the team for very long. True? Like if somebody came to my house and said, I'm here to work on your furnace, and they laid bricks for a living, they ain't coming to my house. Unless their father ran a business and they grew up in it and they knew how to do it. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we're trying to be something we aren't. We're trying to fit into a role or a space or a place that we were never intended to be in. And so we're frustrated. We end up hurting others. We're actually hurting the kingdom. We end up hurting our family, those that we do love, but we end up hurting them just because we're not content with the role, with the placement, with what we're called to be and meant to be. You know, people actually walk out on their spouse and walk out on their kids because they're trying to be something instead of being what they're meant to be. So they walk out on the marriage, they walk on this great adventure to be what I'm supposed to be and fit where I'm supposed to fit. Well, you know where you fit? In the home. With your family, that's where you fit. In this life, we are told that we can be whatever we want. It simply doesn't work this way. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. A lot of people spend a lot of time trying to be something they are not, and they really don't accomplish near what they could if they would just be who they are supposed to be. They're frustrated. They live a frustrated life, a frustrated dream, a frustrated vision, a frustrated reality. They actually accomplish less at the end of the day than they could have if they just would have accepted their role. I'm glad for farmers that know they are farmers. And so are you, because you eat. I'm glad for doctors that know they are doctors. Imagine if we didn't have any doctors. All the doctors are off trying to be artists. That'd be pretty frustrating, wouldn't it? See, they know what they're called to do. They know where they fit. I'm thankful for plumbers that know they're plumbers. I've needed a plumber once or twice. Thankful for mechanics that know that they're mechanics. Not off trying to be a baseball star. Godliness with contentment is great gain. God's plan with contentment is great 
gain. I'm glad for chefs that know their chefs. Everybody that's a foodie here and goes to restaurants is like, amen. All right. Glad for chefs that know their chefs. We're glad for ushers that know their ushers. It'd be pretty tough to take up the offering. We'd have no one to count the money. It'd just be a free-for-all. We should try it one time. He's hucking bills in the aisle and coins and everything else. You see, order comes into place when we take our place. All of a sudden, there's order. There's a process. There's beauty to it. Can you imagine if we all didn't know where we fit? We come in here one week, I want to fit here, and, you know, you don't fit there. And next week, I want to fit somewhere else because I don't know I had an off week or I saw something on TV or someone tapped me on the back and gave me some crazy prophetic word, and so here I am. I've seen a lot of prophetic words wreck people, actually, because they're not of God. I've been around a while. I'm glad for children's workers that know they are children's workers. Otherwise, where would VBS be? Put all the kids in the building, have at or someone teach. Sunday mornings, no children's workers. Huck them in a room. You can only imagine what would happen. This place would be burnt down in no time. It would be broken, wrecked. There'd be holes in the walls. They'd be crawling through the sides of the wall into the auditorium. It'd be nuts, and you know it. You think about it. I'm thankful for parents that know their parents. Have you ever gone to someone's house and the parent doesn't know they're a parent? I grew up with people. I had friends. The parent didn't know they were a parent. They're sitting there with their kid, getting drunk, smoking weed, doing things that are absolutely, it's crazy. And you believe, you're sitting there going, that never happens. I've been in the house. They're just trying to be friends with my kid. That's how they're going to accept me. It's beautiful when parents know their role. Because then there's order in the home, isn't there? Anyone here like going over to someone's house where their kids are totally disobedient, reckless, all over the place, crazy, interrupting every conversation, ripping your food off the table, keying your car while you're inside? No, I'm just kidding. Right. Order is a beautiful thing. So let's just go ahead and be where we were made to be. Without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. We fall into this trap when we're trying to compare ourselves, true? And we actually get so frustrated and discouraged We rob ourselves of joy. We rob ourselves of fulfillment, of usefulness, of peace, knowing where I fit. Romans 12, verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. There's such wisdom here. The voice reads, Because of the grace allotted to me, I can respectfully tell you not 
to think of yourselves as being more important than you are. Devote your minds to sound judgment, since God has assigned to each of us a measure of faith. The Phillips New Testament, don't cherish an exaggerated idea of yourself. Don't cherish exaggerated ideas of yourself or your importance. But try to have a sane estimate of your capabilities by the light of faith that God has given to you all. Wow. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. This will set us free. This pure humility, the pure humility of this. I'm not saying downplay yourself. Just have a right estimate. Don't hold on to or cherish some exaggerated idea of who you are. Let's have the worship team return tonight. Do I know where I fit? In life, in the workforce, in the church, the community, in the vision, in my family? Am I being what I was made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing myself with others or trying to be something I'm not? You know, even brothers in a home growing up or siblings in a home, there can be such frustration because they're comparing themselves with the other sibling. You know, the brother who's a track star, the brother who's the sports guy and he's got all the fans and all the friends and, and you're something else. But it's who you were created to be. So don't compare yourself with someone else. Just be the best you. It's no good. Why compare yourself with someone else and be a lousy you? That doesn't make sense to me. Quit comparing yourself and be the best you you can be. There's, you know, I know we say this sometimes, and I mean, in some cases it's not true, but there's always someone better. I don't know if there's anyone better than LeBron James, but you know what I'm saying, right? There's always someone better. Maybe Steph Curry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Back there. Anyways, you know what I'm saying, right? Everybody's different. There's no comparing. Just be who you're meant to be. You know, the best thing we can do for ourselves is to be what God intended us to be. The best thing we can do for others is to be what God intended us to be. The best thing we can do for God is to be what God intended us to be. Not fighting it. You know, honestly, I think some fall into this, maybe I was there once, where every time you get to pray, you're calling the puzzle maker, asking him, why? Asking him a thousand questions instead of thanking him for the role and blessing him. Asking him to make you fruitful. Asking him to make you prosperous. That you can be of great effect and bring great blessing. 
But instead, we live this frustrated, even prayer life, a frustrated relationship with God because it's just, where do I fit? Where do I fit? Where do I fit? Quit asking questions and just fit. Just fit. I also get a picture of a puzzle piece that is the right shape for the space, but perhaps a tad small. There is room to grow or fill the space until another is able. Isn't that how it works sometimes? It's not quite perfect, but you can fit. You're the right shape, a little small. You have room to grow into that and develop under the hand of God, the blessing of God. Or perhaps you fill the role for a little while, and then the right piece comes along, and the right piece falls in place. Isn't that true? That's how it works. I also see the picture of a puzzle piece that is the right shape for the space, but it's too big. Perhaps it's pride or an overestimation of oneself. This piece will be frustrated. This piece will feel used and overqualified concerning the placement if it doesn't completely surrender itself and become a true servant. Humble itself and become a servant. You see, when we overestimate ourselves, we become too big for the space. I'm overqualified. Why aren't you having me do this more? Why don't I get more opportunity? We're actually frustrated. We can't fit. We actually can't fit because we've made ourselves too big. We just got to humble ourselves and shine. So it's simple tonight. All of us, let's present ourselves unto the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing and acceptable in His sight. Let's ask Him where we fit and let's accept the space He has designed for us. If we've been hurting others or ourselves because we don't know where we fit, or won't accept where we fit, or want a different place. Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. Let's accept who we are. There's such beauty in it. Let's stand tonight. We're just going to sing this out.